Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Well Then, where we continue to talk about all things love, relationships, and emotional well-being this season. I'm excited to continue to explore the seven pillars of love alignment with you and help you find more ways to create more authentic love in your life. Today's pillar that we're talking about, as with all the other ones, is an incredibly important one. But this one is the one that a lot of people struggle with, and it's the B word, boundaries. (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about all things boundaries when it comes to your time, energy, space, and relationships and people around you. And we'll get into all the reasons why this is so important. But just right off the bat, one thing that's important to evaluate or observe is your relationship with boundaries or even just your relationship with the idea of boundaries. When I bring that up, do you start to tense up and get nervous about the thought of setting a boundary because it makes you uncomfortable? Are you like, I've got that totally rock boundaries, not a big deal at all? Are you not even sure what a boundary is or how to go about it? Those are good questions to start to reflect on just to create some awareness around what your relationship with boundaries is like and what areas of your life uh, you're really strong in, in this arena and which areas could use a little bit of work. So just keep that sense of awareness and curiosity, asking yourself those questions as we explore these different areas of boundaries in today's episode. So boundaries were definitely one of the more challenging things for me to learn on my healing journey. When I was young, I believed that the more of myself that I gave away to people, then the more they would love me. I didn't have any idea of the concept of boundaries, and when I finally began to learn about them, they were really uncomfortable for me because I was challenging that narrative that I had grown up believing that the more I gave, the more love I would receive in return. And the more pieces and parts of me I gave away and said yes when I wanted to say no, then the more accepted and lovable and worthy I would be. And a lot of us get taught that conditioned narrative or a narrative similar to it. So if that's you, if you're in the same boat, nothing to judge yourself about. It's just what you learned growing up. And this is your chance to question and reevaluate it. But boundaries are important in relationships for so many reasons. They allow us to communicate our values and our preferences, as well as helping us maintain a strong sense of self. And that's incredibly important, especially when you're getting into relationships earlier on in your life, in your teens, in your 20s. You know, it can be really easy to lose your sense of self in relationship for the sake of being accepted by the other person. Many people who aren't great at setting or enforcing boundaries tend to be the ones who lose themselves in relationships and can often feel like their identity is tied to being with their partner. You start to take on their interests and hobbies and habits and hang out with their friends and you almost forget who you were before you met them. When we do that, we start to enter into the territory of codependent behavior and insecure attachment styles, which are shaky foundations to build a relationship on. And we'll get into those topics more and more on future episodes of this podcast. But it it is very important to acknowledge if that's something that you recognize is a pattern for you. Some people have a tendency of people-pleasing that stems from childhood, but then can feel resentful of the other person for not intuitively meeting their needs and like 
you know, guessing and mind reading and knowing what they need and want in the moment when the reality is they just never learned to communicate that for themselves. So learning to set and enforce boundaries helps us create trust within ourselves that our needs matter and that we know how to fulfill them and that we're not dependent on other people to read our minds or to always intuitively know exactly what we need in any given moment. This takes the pressure off of our partner or even our friendships to be a mind reader or to be our entire world. We can each have healthy amounts of independence and then can come back together to form a more stable bond in our relationship from that place. So those are just a few of the many, many reasons why you might want to consider improving your relationships to boundaries and your ability to set them. And at first, boundaries might seem like just saying no to people or enforcing harsh rules. But the reality is that we can have subtle boundaries in many areas of our life lives that contribute to us feeling safe and nourished and valued, respected and loved. When it comes to cultivating love alignment energy, the work that I talk about so often, the boundaries that we want to look at the most, like I mentioned in the beginning, are time, energy, space, and people or relationships. So let's go eat through each of those one by one, and you can start to see which ones are maybe strengths for you and which ones might be opportunities for some growth. So we'll start with time. Time boundaries include how you're spending your time as well as how you value your time and communicate that to others. So for example, you might set boundaries with yourself that you only spend one hour per day on social media because it's important to you to prioritize your mental health and having digital wellness. And when you honor this boundary, you are upholding a commitment to yourself and communicating that your needs matter. However, when you set that boundary or agreement with yourself and you habitually or repeatedly cross it, you find yourself on social media for two, three, four hours every day, because once you get on, you can't stop scrolling. You're communicating to yourself that your boundaries and your needs don't actually matter that much and that you can't really trust yourself or take yourself seriously when you make a commitment to yourself. With another person, you... For example, you might communicate to a friend who is always late that it's not okay when they show up 20 or 30 minutes late to your coffee date, and that if it happens again, you'll choose to leave. This communicates to the people around you that your time is important and that it is important to you that they respect it. And so you can start to observe the little areas in your life where maybe you're the one who often shows up late and crosses time boundaries of other people, and you can evaluate the areas of opportunity for growth for you to not only uphold your own boundaries, but to help other people uphold theirs and respect theirs as well. So then the second one, energetic boundaries, are basically the ways in which we allow our energy to be impacted by others. We are basically all big balls of energy walking around in human form, and different people and places can impact our energetic vibration. So for an example, the way that you feel exhausted when you spend time with that friend who always gossips or complains, that's an example of how your energetic boundaries are being crossed and your energy is being impacted by the energy of that friend. 
or the way that you might feel anxious when you enter a really crowded area or a room where a fight just occurred. Even if you didn't know the fight occurred, you can sense into that energy. And in the crowded area, oftentimes you can pick up on the emotions of energy and energy of a lot of the people around you. Even when we're not aware of it, we can sense energy more than we realize. Our energetic field kind of bounces up against the energetic field of other people and we feel the reverberations of that. And we are ultimately responsible for maintaining the energetic vibration within our own field that feels best to us. So this might <laughs> feel complicated if you weren't even aware that you had an energetic field to begin with, but it's it just takes some practice and is relatively easy to start to tap into. So let's go through some examples. Some energetic boundaries might sound like, I hear that you want to vent right now, but I currently don't have the space to listen. Can we revisit this tomorrow? Or I love that you want to go out with me, but I don't do well in loud, crowded places. Can we meet at a quiet coffee shop instead? Those are both great examples of how to maintain your energy in a loving way. You're not just shutting the other person down and you're kind of meeting them where they're at while also asking of them to meet you where you're at and respect your energy. And, you know, to know that some people will be much more energetically sensitive than others. So if that's you, if you're the one who's energetically sensitive, give yourself some compassion and grace and patience that not every situation that works for other people is going to work for you. And if you're somebody who's a little bit more energetically tolerant and resilient, but you have friends who are more energetically sensitive, just take into account that your experience is different than theirs and they might need different boundaries than you do. And that's okay. So those are energetic boundaries. Um, so basically boundaries with space the next category that we're going into can include a lot of different things like asking for personal space when you need it, honoring your home environment, things like that. But I, I want to focus on one in particular for the sake of this conversation. When it comes to love and romantic relationships, it is important that we physically and energetically make space in our lives for healthy partnership. So you may have heard this before, like if you live alone, start to notice if your space has room for another person in it. Do you only have one nightstand next to your bed? Do you have any extra space in your closet? And this doesn't mean you have to necessarily upgrade to a bigger space, but just start to look at the ways that you are energetically communicating with your space and your things. So this could be a great time to do a little bit of spring cleaning and get rid of everything that you don't really need or love. And just being more mindful of the places in your home environment where you're creating a space that is conducive to love and to partnership. By getting rid of things that are just taking up space, you are also communicating to the universe that you have room for someone else in your life. So you want to look at your physical space in that way. And you also want to look at your relationship to your personal space. And maybe you're somebody who really, really, really likes to spend time alone. So the thought of inviting somebody else into your life, into your space consistently might feel a little overwhelming or 
anxiety inducing. So just thinking of really gentle ways to create that space without infringing on your boundaries and almost envisioning what it would be like to communicate your boundaries with a future partner and letting them know like, Hey, I love it when you spend the night over here, but I also like to have some quiet time to myself. So it's important to me that, you know, I have one or two nights a week just on my own or that I get quiet mornings to do my morning routine, whatever it is that feels right for you, just giving yourself permission to honor that while also considering that if it is relationship that you want, and if you say that you want partnership in your life, being honest with yourself about the places where maybe you haven't actually created the space for it physically or energetically or emotionally (laughs) could be a much bigger conversation, but we'll leave it at that for now. And we'll go on to the fourth. So lastly, it is important that we set boundaries with the people that we allow in our lives. Maybe, you know, you've been saying that you want to find your soulmate, but you also keep responding to your ex every time they text you, or you keep dating that one person that you know you don't have a future with just because it feels good to get some attention or it feels better than being alone. These are scenarios that communicate that you don't really believe you are worthy of a bigger, more fulfilling love, or that you don't think one is going to show up for you. So by doing the uncomfortable work of setting boundaries and making sure all of your relationships are in alignment and in integrity, you will be much more connected to the energy of healthy love. And this can be a hard one because maybe you've been in a place where you've been single for a long time. And when that one ex reaches out, it's just easier to respond to them because you want to get that, you know, endorphin hit that that high of feeling like somebody's thinking about you and feeling that rush but you know that this connection with with that person is going nowhere it's not actually energetically serving you so sending a setting a boundary with that person or you know ending the situationship or the dating scenario that you really know isn't going anywhere creates the space for somebody healthy and more aligned for you to come in And seriously, I'm not saying that's easy because I've struggled with that myself with plenty of people in the past and, you know, have done the whole thing where I try and set that boundary with myself and then I neglect it or look the other way and go back and forth for a while before I finally would get to the place where I was like, okay, this is it. This is really the time where I am honoring my needs and my desires. And finally, you get to a place where it, it all kind of clicks into place and starts working for you. It, it takes practice, honestly, to respect and set and enforce healthy boundaries in your life, especially if you aren't used to that, which most of us aren't. And again, there's no shame or judgment around that. It's just a new muscle to start using and a new practice to start implementing. So there is so much more I could say about boundaries when it comes to communication in relationships and self-worth and all the things that help you create and maintain that healthy sense of self so that you can have healthy interdependence in relationships. But I think those four areas are the most important to touch on for now and gives you an opportunity to just reflect on what's working for you, what isn't what you heard that might inspire you to get a little more inquisitive and curious and maybe make a shift and practice some new 
boundaries, some new ways of being, some conversations with the people in your life and see what happens from there. And I would love to hear the results of these experiments. If you want to reach out and share with me like, hey, I set a boundary with this person and I thought it was going to be really scary and hard, but it went great. I love hearing those kind of things. I hear them from my clients all the time. So would love to hear them from you guys as well. And Continue to stay tuned as we dive into the rest of the pillars of love alignment, telling more love stories on the podcast and just talking about emotional wellness and relational wellness as it is such an important part of our overall well-being. And I love talking about love. I think it's one of, if not the most important thing that we do. So if you have any requests, as always, feel free to send them in, go to my website um, to check out more about my work and the programs I do with people. If you're interested in in one-on-one support, Um, you can also explore some of these topics like boundary setting in particular in my mental health membership for women, which is the self-care space. Um, So you can check all that out. I'll link it all in the show notes and you know that you can message me anytime if you have any questions or anything that you want to share. So I'm excited, looking forward to continuing the conversation. And as always, until next time, have a happy, healthy, and love-filled day, everyone.